Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Season 2, Episode 3 of the Plays at Home Podcast, the official podcast of the NWL Wiffle Ball League. And today, we got a very good episode for you guys. We have missed the past two weeks. That is largely due to um, final exams, just finishing up school. Um, really hated to um, break the schedule here, but you got to do what you got to do. So, um, yeah, so here we are. My computer is pretty slow tonight, but finally got it up and running. So we're going to start the episode. So um, school is finally out. It is summer. We have NWL Wiffle Ball um, starting to get into the meat of the season here. We've played three series already, but um, I'm going to kind of preview right now um, opening day, and then I'm going to kind of recap it because this is going to come out after the opening day video is uploaded to YouTube. And then I'm going to preview Sweats versus Toucans, even though it's from hindsight. Um, I'm just going to kind of give you guys the information you need to know um, as a viewer as you prepare for that series. And then I have a very special guest coming onto this podcast. I've been wanting to bring him on for quite some time here. It just hasn't really worked out. So I am super excited to bring him on. I'm not going to tell you who it is yet, but I'm sure you guys are going to be very pleased with who I'm bringing on here. So. Let's, um, without further ado, let's start talking about opening day. So opening day is Pioneers versus Knuckleballs, just like the World Series was last year. In the heat of the rivalry right here, this um, was set to be a great series. Um, this was played on June 17th, so not too long ago. A lot of hype surrounding this. Um, but honestly, the, the biggest part of the series was me personally being out due to my stress fracture injury. I did not play at all in this series, but I was there and I was more of a managerial role that I played for that series. And I had five guys to the field. It was high, uh, big atmosphere, evening game, um, just a lot of, a lot of emotions going on, um, especially for the pioneers who had just lost the world series and for my team coming off our world series victory. So for this series, I mean, at least for my team personally, uh, it was going to be, I know it's going to be very difficult. Um, I knew it was going to be very difficult to win the games. Obviously, um, Pioneers are a great team. They have Jake, who is pretty much untouchable on the mound. Um, and let's just kind of go into game one here. Um, Jake threw a perfect game. Um, I think he was definitely on. He has that drop ball that he was throwing. I'd say maybe 80, 90% of the time here. Um, me watching there, I just, it was coming down really hard. I'd say mid seventies on that. Um, and really my hitters, you know, they, I, it's not that they can't hit that. I mean, obviously you saw at least Johnny and um, made some contact. And I know there were definitely some hard foul balls that my guys hit off that drop ball, but lack of experience that they've had, they haven't really faced many NWL pitchers yet. So um, they did their best. They did the best they could, but unfortunately it wasn't enough. We took them to extra innings, and the Pioneers won game one, one to nothing. But I do want to say, how about that pitching performance from Andrew Howell in game one and even going into game two? I mean, he stepped up as a number two pitcher and had a Cy Young performance, went toe-to-toe with Commissioner Jake Sullivan. Um, it was really impressive. He really kept my team in the game. And I'm going to be honest, guys, um, this is the reason why I drafted Andrew number one in 2021. I mean, the pitching, I knew he had it in him. He's an extremely, extremely talented, passionate kid towards the game of wiffle ball. And I knew he was going to go out. He went out into his backyard, and he threw ball after ball after ball. 
and it really showed. I mean, he we didn't get the win because we're just not experienced enough hitting, and, and especially first series, first game off of Jake Sullivan. It just, just wasn't going to happen, but um, Andrew just played amazing. And then going into game two, we also lost this one, one nothing, but we took him to six innings here. Um, it was a pitcher's duel, um, no-hit ball, I think, from Andrew. I, I don't believe the Pioneers even got a hit. And it's just all around, like, my guys fought till the bitter end. Um, we had some good at-bats from J.U. Shin, Johnny Salamone putting contact, getting the ball in play. I think Andrew hit one that was a great defensive play, but we um, we could have almost gotten a run in the top of the sixth. And then um, also Kyle Jacoby and um, Ben Kazel just fighting in their at-bats, you know, fouling balls off. I mean, y'all didn't see all that, even though we didn't get a hit. I mean, we, we really played some good wiffle ball, but a shout-out to the Pioneers. I mean, Jake just pitched incredible, lights out. Um, and, yeah, and then we, we lost that in six innings. Unfortunately, there is some issues with the footage for the last half inning of the sixth. But um, Jake told me he's got a plan here. You guys, have, if you've already seen the video, he, he had some sort of plan to, to present the um, – to present whatever that last inning was. So we'll see how that turns out. And for, it was unfortunate that the files got corrupted for that last half inning, but you know, you, what you got to do, you live and you learn. So yeah. And then game three, we started, it was about probably eight 45, 9 PM when we actually started that game. So we played the first inning. I want to say um, still great pitching performances um, all around just Andrew and Jake going toe to toe. Uh, the same way that me and Jake went last year. I mean, it was truly, truly incredible to see. Um, and then we came back the next day and we finished the series. Um, I believe John hit a three-run home run off of Andrew. Um, he's just, he's a great hitter. Um, the Pioneers are a really good team. It ended up in a sweep for the Pioneers. Um, and me, you know, I was just sitting there watching and I think, I'm thinking to myself, you know what? We're looking, we're in a good position here. Um, we, we do have to, we do have a little bit of an uphill battle to get back to where we, we need to be in the standings. But like, um, if I'm coming back here and we have Andrew, I mean, there's, we, we, we have as good of a shot as anyone of, of taking down the pioneers and, you know, we might not get the one seed we probably won't realistically speaking, but, um, very promising. And I think a very entertaining series to say the least, just good pitching. You really got to appreciate what you see out of Andrew Howe and Jake Sullivan, um, so, yeah, I mean, just a successful opening day. Great to be back out there playing wiffle ball. Um, and, you know, I definitely – it's definitely just, you know, it's the new beginning, man, 2022. Um, you know, got that new field, just everything kind of new here. Um, as of right now, I have not seen the video, but I am sure Jake has upped the editing to an extraordinary level. It's going to be awesome. I know we have drone footage we were talking with Will Pecor, uh, who's also a player on my team. He was not playing an opening day, but he helped us with drone footage. I mean, it's just, it's truly going to be incredible. Um, and I, I know if you guys already watched this, I'm sure you enjoyed the video so much. So great, successful opening day, successful start to 2022. So now before I bring our special guest on, I just want to preview a little bit the Sweats versus Toucan series. Um, so here is a very, very interesting series, a very heated rivalry. You have Sean Olheim and his Toucans going against Griffin Rizzi and his EWA boys in the sweats. And um, I just have to say here, I am 
so going into this, I was so curious to see what the sweats are going to bring to the table. I mean, they have four to five dedicated wifflers. Like these guys, these guys eat, sleep and breathe wiffle ball. They love the game. They're out here. They're passionate. And I mean, I think that's really going to show um, in this, in a series. And then you have Sean Olheim on the other hand, Sean, obviously a phenomenal player. Um, so you're going to come down to what his other guys do, um, whether it's Parker Weld, um, I believe Connor Carey is not, was not able to make it to that series. Um, I believe they had Ryan Hurwitz, um, Matt Wilson. Just it's, it's all really going to depend on what the other guys bring to the table here and how Sean plays his cards here. But um, the sweats, man, they're, they're going to be really tough. Um, I think it's going to be really interesting to see the performance that they put out there. So definitely mark that one on your calendar. That should be the second video uploaded to YouTube. And Sweats Two Cans, Heated Rivalry, Griffin Rizzi and Sean Olheim got some some bad blood through hockey or, or something like that. So um, tensions are going to be tensions going to be hot. Heads are going to be hot. Um, this is going to be it's going to be a great series. I'm excited to to watch it. And yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. Um, will it be another sweep? Will it be a a two one uh, split? Um, that, that is yet to be seen. So that's kind of all I got here to previewing, um, sweats versus two cans here. So now I'm going to call up Kale Foreman, who is going to be our special guest for today's episode. I'm so excited to get him on here. And we have a few things I want to, I want to, um, him discuss like kind of his story for with football and, um, and then we got some, a, a cool announcement that we're going to share. So um, I'm going to call Kale up and, uh, this will, this will be good. All right, guys, so I am here with Kale Foreman. Kale will be joining us on the podcast today. Kale, how's it going? I'm great, Kale. How are you, man? Dude, I'm doing nice. You know, it's a Sunday night. Nothing nothing better to do than to, to be on a wiffle ball podcast. Um, For sure, so, man. Yeah, so Kale, if you guys didn't know, he is about 14 years old, and this dude can play wiffle ball. Um, he lives in Iowa, and he is an absolute stud. This dude is filthy he can he can throw pretty much every pitch that i even know of and we are good friends you know we've we kind of um met through the game of wiffle ball um kind of online and stuff so uh, i'm gonna let kale kind of talk about his wiffle ball story kind of to start off here and just tell uh kale just tell us a little bit about yourself too yeah for sure all right so basically you know like every kid i'd go in the backyard with my brother a couple buddies around the neighborhood and, you know, we play with a wall. We play with, like, the, the ball with the holes all around, you know. Yep. And, like, the, the big fat bats. And, you know, we'd have some great games with the arguments in the backyard. Like, that, like you know, every, every kid has that. And then one day, I actually, it wasn't even MLW. I found Steffi, like, with Boy 28. Yeah. And I saw his pitches. And I was like, oh, my God. I was like, I got to try this stuff. So then I, I started looking up, y'all. You know, with a wall pitching tutorials and then I and then I you know, I found MLW's tutorial. I'm like, dude, this is legit. So then I found MLW, started watching MLW and then I started uh, you know, learning wiffle ball pitches. I throw I th- I I started throwing like bullpens in my backyard from like twenty feet away. And then, you know, I eventually I just grew to learn about MLW like so much more and you know, I switched the right mound distance i started learning pitches and then eventually i got to the point where i started you know i started dming with players uh you know fan pages other leagues and um 
then I, I started talking with him. And then my friend Connor, actually, he posted – I was talking pitches with him. I sent him a picture or a video, and uh, he put it on a story. And I was like, dude, thanks, man. And then ever since then, I'm like, dude, I should like start actually posting videos and stuff. So then I created Wiffle Prospect. Um, and then, you know, I upload bullpens and videos and freaking all sorts of different stuff. And yeah, I just, I, that's basically how it started. And now, you know, I'm, I'm in a league, uh, we have a lot of baseball now, so it's hard to keep it going, but I'm in a league. I'm going to be attending, um, Slugfest, one of MLW's tournament events later this year, which we'll talk about a little bit later. But yeah, that's basically my story. Um, and then, yeah, I got to know. Uh, Caleb and Jake, I think Jake DM'd me one day and, uh, he was like, or he, he was like, dude, your pitches are crazy. And I was like, yeah, man, I've seen, I've seen your guys' league too. Cause I, I had watched MWL and I've seen some of their highlights and, uh, and I started talking with Jake and Caleb and then, you know, we just became great friends. Like all of us love the game of wiffle ball. So it was easy for us to talk and, you know, have conversations. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean. I think um, the first thing that stood out to me uh, when I first saw some videos of Kale pitching was just a movement. I mean, dude, like, I, I don't know how you do it. I, I'm going to be honest. Like, that you, you could just move the ball, like, freaking, like, three, like, more than I'll ever be able to do. But, um, yeah, I mean, I remember Jake told me, um, he's like, yeah, I met this kid, Kale, um, over, like, Instagram or whatever. We'd be talking wiffle ball and stuff. Um, you should totally talk with him and stuff. And I was like, oh, yeah, totally. And, um, man, like, you just got the passion for the game of wiffle ball. I mean, I think you kind of started out playing kind of how we all did. But um, I think it's really cool. Um, and also, like, I mean, dude, like, the, the pitches that you could throw. I mean, it speaks for yourself, <laughs> man. You're a really great player. Um, Thanks, man. So, but, yeah, yeah, I played, you know, I played baseball my whole life. Yeah. And uh, I was always, uh, I don't know, I, I guess it just runs in my family. My dad was a pitcher. And, you know, I'm, I'm a pitcher in baseball, so I'm obsessed with, like, you know, how much did that pitch move or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't settling anything for anything less than, you know, I was just trying to throw the filthiest pitches I could. And, you know, I was definitely not accurate. I threw slow. And then eventually, you know, below and accuracy came over time. And I started trying out, you know, 48-foot knife bullpens, 38-foot scuff. You know, all sorts of different styles, even unscuffed at some points, even though I still I still suck at unscuffed. I hate that. Yeah. <laughs> I hate unscuffed too. Yeah, I can't I can't throw any I mean, I could throw that like one slur thing and it's still not even good. Yeah. I don't I don't know how people do that, but yeah. Yeah, man. I mean for I mean to be honest, like I, I personally don't like unscuffed either, but like I think like I mean, you clearly are exposing yourself to like all different parts of the game of wiffle ball. I mean, I mean, pretty much you. I mean, you pretty much done it all. I mean, that's that's awesome, and uh, I'm definitely glad we met. Uh, it's been really fun to connect to the game of wiffle ball here. Um, but uh, Kale, you want to talk? I mean, I know you. How are you like? Um, how much experience, like actual playing, like competitive wiffle ball, do you have? I mean, you definitely. You, I know you don't have like a huge league. I mean, you have a little league going on. That you yeah. kind of created here. You want to talk a little bit about your like actual game play yeah. experience? Yeah. Okay. So, um, you know, I was just I played with a bunch of friends in the backyard, and you know, I have a couple of friends that are actually like I'm not gonna lie, they're really good. They could they could uh have a pretty good game themselves if they actually tried. But uh, um, so yeah, I run or I'm the 
commissioner and a player in Iowa Whistle Association, and we, we throw night balls and hit with big bets because, I don't know, we just find it more fun. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, our league, well, our league is definitely fun. It's definitely not the most uh, skilled or experienced with wall players. So, basically, my only competitive wiffle ball is, one, is MLW's Slugfest tournament last year. Um, mm-hmm. which, which again, I'll be attending this year. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I would, we, my team definitely did pretty good. We lost by one run on a walk-off, I think, in, like, yeah. the semifinals. So we definitely put a run, or we definitely had a good run for, you know, a first-year team and first year for all of us playing competitive wiffle ball, like, actually against other teams. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think, um, well, I mean, we all had really good pitching and, one of my friends is ridiculous at hitting. He can, he can do everything. So, I mean, while definitely we we did all right, I definitely have a chip on my shoulder going into this next year, and I, I, I'm not going to settle for anything less than winning the entire thing. Yeah, totally. Um, I think I mean, were were you like you were 13, right? Playing against playing in the 13, 15. So I mean, to make it to the semifinals, right? I mean, that's yeah. That's pretty impressive. Um, <laughs> so yeah. Um, so you. So were you probably the primary pitcher on the team, or do you have like another guy that can pitch? Yeah. So I mean, yeah. The, the inning limits are like three innings in a four inning game, mm-hmm. and I pitch all three innings for every game except one, I think, because we were just beating the bejesus out of the team. Yeah. And uh, yeah, my like we. My other friend was. He was. He was really solid. His name is Jace. He did really solid, but it wasn't. It, I mean, he was dealing all tournament for just the one inning he was pitching. And then the game we lost, I think he gave up two runs without getting it out. So we went to our next guy. He gave up two runs, and it just kind of snowballed. We were down like 7 nothing in the first inning. And then we came back and scored eight that same inning. Dang. And and then we had – or no, no, no. I think we tied them. And then they had a walk-off off me, and that's – that still sits with me. I hung a drop ball. That's the only hit they had off me. That was, I think that was the only hit allowed I, I had all tournament. Dang. So that, that really, like, stung. And to go home like that, I remember the first thing my, my little brother, he was like four or five, first thing he said to me, he was like, well, you guys lost. And I was like, <laughs> a little too early for that, bud. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I definitely know the feeling um, for our team, and we played in the Whiffle in the Mitten last year. Um, what happened with oh, us was is we pretty much played the two best teams in the tournament. We played the team that got second place in our first pool play game. We got absolutely obliterated by them. And then yeah. um, and then we played this other team, which we were barely able to get the win off of. And then by some, like, like, like luck of a draw, like, stupid – who knows what happened. But then we ended up having to play the team that literally won the whole tournament. And what happened was is that – we were so we were um so so we came up. My arm was like pretty much gassed from the day before because I was our main pitcher the day before, and I was like dealing and stuff. And I got us the win in game two, but um so Jake was on the mound. And he was just on fire, right? Like he like like they could not hit him at all. And uh, we ended up getting like one run off of walks until they brought in like their like freaking eighty mile an hour thrower like Trey Flood. It was it was just he was throwing like. You couldn't see it. Like, it was just already, like, yeah. hit the zone before you even know it. So, um, and then what happened was, is uh, I came in in the fourth inning after Jake used up all three of his innings, and my arm was completely dead. But we literally would have won the game 
except there's a ground ball hit to this kid, Andrew, who, who he pitched. He's my number two pitcher. I'm an uncle ball. He literally, it should have been an out. It was kind of, he literally the ground ball right to him and he barely like tapped it up and caught it. Didn't even touch the ground at all. And it was somehow ruled a hit. And then I gave up like a line drive, like double or something. and, And they got the runs in and then, you know, and we ended up kind of battling it out for another inning or two. And then they came up and they won. And then literally that team won the whole tournament. We had them on the ropes. Yeah. We we literally needed like friggin' like one like thing to go our way and we would have won that. And then we could have even gone on to win the whole thing. So yeah. it was pretty and that, um, that was frustrating. Bay City Bonecrackers. Bay City Bonecrackers. Yeah, so – I, yeah, I met them at Slurfest. I remember um, I saw Trey. Like, I, this is before I I knew who Trey Flood was or Landon either. And uh, I think it was – we were just – there was an empty field, no games going on at that point. And I went over there, and I was with uh, MLW analyst uh, Mallard's Y, mm-hmm. um, Declan. Uh, he came. I met up with him. We went to the field, and there was already some people playing there. So we ran up like a 3v3 or something with, like – a bunch of red, like two guys from my team, two guys from Bay City, or and you know it was just like a, it was just we were all just having fun playing with ball, and uh, you know it, it was all fun until freaking Trey comes up. Oh my god! I'm in the I'm on his team. I'm in the outfield, and uh, he throws he throws like first pitch. He throws like this rising slider from a submarine arm slide. I'm like, what in the world is that? Dude. He's the entire game and just. No one touched him. I was just like, "What? That is unbelievable!" And, and like, yeah, that's the first time I met Trey. He definitely, he was definitely good. I didn't actually have to play him in in that tournament, but thank God because I think he just shut everyone down. I mean, Trey is an incredible player. I mean, if you guys, those of you listening, don't know, um, Trey is plays in Major League Wiffle. He's on the Downtown Diamondbacks, um, and he's even seen some innings for the Diamondbacks and has performed really well. Uh, so he was he was basically who we were playing against. Um, great player. And then Landon Gergitis is also was on that team. He um, plays for the for the Eagles in Major League Wiffle. So that's um, we were going on against good competition. We almost won. It's just pretty unfortunate how that ended up playing out for us. So um, well, yeah, yeah. And if I may plug this, um, yeah, Jake's video on your guys' channel where uh, is I think it's you guys versus them. That's a great video. Like. It, I, I've watched that so many times. Yeah, I keep rewatching it. It's just fantastic. Like editing and just, you could feel through the screen how intense it was. And I think the reason I, I've watched it so much is because it clicks with me because that's almost the exact same thing that happened to us, you know? So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I mean, I, we all have, <laughs> we all have chips on our shoulders, you know? Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's pretty, I mean, we're definitely, I mean, we lost that, but I mean, we, we played pretty well. And our league is scuffed, and we came in there after like two weeks of oh, yeah. of practicing unscuffed, and we almost we almost beat them. But um, they played really well, and they definitely they they earned that. They won the whole thing. Um, nothing nothing to be too ashamed yes. of here. But um, yeah, I, I went into that tournament. You know, this is before I really knew much about national football. I kind of just knew about MLW mm-hmm. and. Uh, like, I, I didn't really even know that unscuffed was that much different from scuffed. So, I think I threw, like, one bullpen unscuffed, and I threw it, and I was like, hmm, I wonder why my pitches aren't moving right. 
And I thought it was just, you know, the wind or something. Yeah. So I got there not having thrown an unscuffed ball, like, once. And, you know, it was definitely super hard adjusting. Uh, it just doesn't move. It's not as predictable. You just Yeah, I, I think the first game, I just threw a fastball. and you know, like a, My drop was the only pitch that worked, so I just threw a fastball and a drop. And it somehow worked for that first game. Um, I didn't give up any runs, but we actually lost that first game. And then we won the second game. And then we won our two or two or three, I think it was two games on the next day. And, you know, I mean, I, I eventually figured it out. I learned learned a couple pitches as I went, but it was definitely really hard adjusting. Unscuffed is still not my friend. Yeah, I mean, what I remember what happened with me was, is like I, so I, you know, finished playing the NWL season, finished the World Series and stuff, and uh, my arm was, was kind of uh, messed up from that. And then, uh, and then like, Maybe like a week later, I want to say I threw my first unscuffed bullpen to prepare for the Whiffle in the Mitten tournament, and like I'm telling you, like everything was just hitting the grass like ten feet in front of it, like, <laughs> yeah. like, and it took me so long. And then like I finally like I went to Cape Cod for vacation, and like I literally brought a zone there, and I was just like throwing as many as I could, and I honestly yeah. had like a solid slider, riser, and um a, so- a solid like slider riser, and then just yeah. like a um like a fastball kind of like a yeah. straight ball or whatever. And and then we show up to the dome, right? The riser yeah. doesn't work inside and the slider doesn't <laughs> work inside. So I literally can just throw this like one, like straight pitch, which in the, um, the only like clips of actual like footage is in, of my, me pitching is in, um, the, uh, in the bracket play game against, uh, the bone crackers. So, it looks like I'm just lollipopping it in. Like I was throwing that with some heat on it, like maybe seventy yeah. miles an hour on, uh, in a, in the pool in the pool play, and it was like piping up the zone or whatever. But like the fact that my slide, like I'm telling you, like that slider moved like a slider, and it just didn't yeah. work. I'm going to the dome, it just didn't work. Um, so yeah, there's nothing it, I could do. Yeah, that's the thing with the unscuffed. I feel like you can grip the pitch the exact same way, release it the same way, and it's gonna move two completely different directions on the yeah. next pitch. And that that's honestly interesting that you even had a slider or riser because I can throw. I mean, what, once you reverse the holes for the slider, it was a little bit easier, but it was still more of that like slurve kind of pitch. But then I can I I just couldn't throw a riser. The ball didn't rise. It either it either dropped or stayed straight. And they hit it over the yeah. fence. Like it was, I just I just gave up on that one. That one I couldn't get it all. Yeah. Like, and you know I was even in the, at those at the middle of the tournament. I'm pretty sure. On my account, I have a couple videos of me pitching to a couple of MLW players, and I literally brought a scuff ball just to pitch to them because I was sick of the unscuffed. Oh, man. I, I met Jimmy Norp, and uh, he's like, oh, my God, a scuff ball. He's like, thank God. He's like, I've been pitching these unscuffed balls too much. And I was oh. like, yeah, bro. And then I hit a couple at-bats, or I took a couple at-bats off. And obviously couldn't touch him. Like, it's Jimmy Norp, but. Yeah. yeah, dude. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I'm, I'm actually, I mean, I my slider like it, it worked. Like it, it actually worked, and then just I like, go inside, it just doesn't work. And but like, <laughs> yeah. But unscuffed, like I personally don't recommend it, especially if you're not a really experienced wiffle ball player, because yeah. it's just so, it's just like a lot. I, it's just hard. It's just hard. I mean, let's just be honest. It's just completely different, and it's very unpredictable. Yeah. Not really reliable. Um, but yeah, yeah I remember I think- Dan Schultz. I saw him around and we talked with him for like maybe I want to say like a couple minutes and he's just like 
I hate on Scott. <laughs> like he's just yeah. like I hate it. <laughs> Wait, that makes sense for Daniel because his arsenal is pretty riser slider yeah. based. Which is, you know, two of the hardest pitches to throw. He's been pitching scuffed his whole life in MLW, so yeah, it's it's a big shocker when you have to when you have to switch to to um the unscuffed inch, yeah. But (laughs) now I think um we're going to talk about we have a pretty cool development going on here between myself, Kale, uh, Jake Sullivan, and Landon Urgitis from the Bay City Bonecrackers, and also from. MLW. So, Kale, I'll let you kind of, you're kind of, I'd say, taking the reins here with a lot of this. Um, Just kind of let them, like, let the viewer or listeners um, know, like, kind of what's up, what's going on with that. Yeah, okay, so I think, I don't even think I was in the original plan, or I don't know. Um, I got a FaceTime call with, like, Trey Flood, Landon Uritis, you know, uh, Jake Solomon, and you, Caleb, and uh, we were all, like, we got to do something for, you know, either Mitten or Slugfest or both. Uh-huh. And uh, we kind of talked about it. And then uh, Trey wanted to play 13-15 with a couple of his friends. So, you know, it kind of was with us four. And we all got talking, you know. And then we, we were like, yeah, we'll definitely do this. But we really didn't even start, you know, because Caleb and Jake have to freaking fly out. Yeah. So they have to buy plane tickets and all this stuff. So we, we've been talking about it. We're getting serious about it now. Um, we're trying to register and buy jerseys as soon as we can. But um, if you haven't seen on Instagram already, you should go go give it a follow on the rise with a ball. I think yeah. Caleb came up with the name. I came up with like yeah. something like about like rising up or something. And then like I think like either you or Landon said like on the rise and we're like yeah, yeah. I, I said on the rise but I wouldn't have thought of that if it wasn't for the rise like I like rise up too. yeah just like you know we're we're like we've got to be one of I'm fourteen I mean Caleb how old are you again I'm I'm sixteen yeah wait which was it Landon or Jake that's seventeen no um Landon actually shares the same birthday I mean he's sixteen and then Jake is. Jake has just turned 16, so we're all 16. Um, all right, but, but will, will anyone be 17 by the time the tournament rolls around? I don't know. No, I don't think Yeah, okay. Yeah, so we're, we're, we're still on the 16 out age division. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's the right point. But, um, I mean, we, like, our oldest players are 16, and then there's a 14-year-old, and we're, you know, playing in the 16 up division mm-hmm. with MLW players. And, you know, so we're definitely on the rise. Like, we're an up-and-coming football team. So. Yeah. I, I I think since all of us are still like waiting to get our revenge from last year. Oh my gosh, I, dude! We're 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 this team. We're gonna go off. We're 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 dude. ready to we're ready to get some wins. And I'm so excited to play with all you guys and meet you, bro. I've been out here with my freaking leg injury, like just itching, bro. Like I haven't even gotten the I doctors know. okay to like go out and throw a bullpen yet. Like I've been <laughs> I've been at the NWL series, maybe throwing like 10, 15 pitches. Um, but like, I mean, I haven't really been able to like, I'm, I'm itching to play. And yeah. I think, um, my mom is like, a shout, honestly, shout out to her. Like, she's going to try to help us make this happen. Um, basically like, she's like, she really wants me to get an opportunity to play wiffle ball this season. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to be great. We're, we got to, I still got to have that conversation to, to figure out the, um, the plane tickets and the hotels and all that, but it's, it's right. going to happen for sure. Um, we're going to have some sick jerseys. 
and hopefully we'll get some great content out on uh, YouTube and Instagram for the experience in the, in the tournament. Definitely, dude. I am so, I am so hyped. Yeah, again, everyone go follow On The Rise with football. Yeah, On The Rise with football. We'll, uh, I'll try, I'll try to like, um, get this like link in the description or something. Like I'll, I'll figure something out, but. Yes, I mean, shout out to all our moms. My mom made the logo and I think it's like one of the best things. It's so good. I think it's clean. And then freaking Caleb's mom's getting the plane tickets. Like, (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh, dude. It's like, oh, what are you doing this weekend, Caleb? Oh, you know, I'm going to flying out to Peoria, Illinois, you know, for a football <laughs> tournament, you know, yeah. a couple hundred bucks, you know, just down the drain, you know, it's all good. Yeah, that, that's, dude, that's awesome. And, you know, the fact that our moms are so involved in this shows us that we are the, one of the youngest teams playing in the oldest age division. Like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it really shows you. We're on the rise, man, I'm telling you. And how about, like, Friggin' like we're all in the different states. I mean, none of us have ever met in person. Actually, no, we've met Landon in person. I think we've all met Landon, but um, me and yeah. Jake and Kale have never met in person. Yeah, I, I haven't met you guys yet, and I'm so excited to. Admit. That's gonna be insane, dude. Yeah. Um, but Kale, I mean, you're 14, but man, dude, like you'll 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 be just fine. I'm I'm not. <laughs> ready. Yeah. That's this will be this will yeah, be I, insane. I mean, I'm 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 ready to. I want to face MLW players, you know. That's that's what I've been waiting for, you know. No. That's what I'm practicing for. We've been Normally. pitching for 42 in our league, like literally just for this. So yeah, exactly. Um, I know, man. We'll be ready, and Jake's got that drop or whatever he's got going on. That's gonna be Jake. Jake is like I don't know how to describe Jake's pitching, other than like it's just, it's like, just wonky and it's so hard to hit. You like, like it, on camera, it looks so hard to hit. You know, he is like. It, he throws the same pitch, but it moves two different directions. You know, like he throws this drop, he throws it submarine, it slides, and then he throws it overhand and it screws. Like, you know, he's got it going every way. Like, he's dude, he looks really hard to hit. Yeah, I mean, I'll figure out how to hit him in the NWL playoffs, but um, <laughs> I'll find a way that I'm not, I'm not letting him win. I'm not, but I will do any, I will do whatever I have to do to my swing to hit. Yeah, and Caleb, your drop ball, like I'm not gonna lie, it's got, it's gotta be. Up there with one of the best drop balls. Like, Dan Schultz's drop ball, whenever he breaks it out now and then, honestly, it doesn't even look as good as yours. Like, yours goes up and then it just falls off a table. Yeah, I don't even know how I, bro, like, I'm actually serious. Like, I somehow, like, I think, like, maybe the second series last year, like, it's not even like, cause you know how you kind of like people, when people show you to throw a drop ball, they're like, keep your arms straight or whatever. Yeah. It pulls up or, or whatever. And then I just, like, figured out how to, like, just, like, I just, like, flick it. Like, I don't even know what I do. Like, I cannot teach it to someone. I just flick it up, and it just falls. Like, yeah, I, no, I, I can't, I can't throw that, like, sidearm pulls-up drop. Because, you know, I aim up, and then I just airmail it over the fence, where I'm like, okay, now i got to aim down, so, you know, spike it on the ground. I can't find it in between there. So then, you know, that's why I'm in the backyard all the time, in the, in the lab, you could say. You know, trying to develop all these weird pitches that can substitute for that. Yeah. No, you'll be you, – you got enough to substitute. <laughs> I can't twist my wrist. Like, I don't know how y'all, like – I, 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 I need to learn how to, like, get something where I move my, like, wrist or – I don't even know because I just can't. Yeah, I was going to mention that. I think playing baseball my entire life also helped yeah. with the ball because, you know, to throw a curveball, you have to snap your wrist and, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. So. 
that's helped me with wiffle ball. And then I think wiffle ball also helps me with baseball because with wiffle ball, you really have to focus on, okay, I just threw, I just snapped my wrist and threw it sidearm in mm-hmm. that pitch, so I got to replicate that. And then doing that helps me in baseball. Like yeah. to finish with the same release point on my curveball or slider, you know, whatever, you know, you know, it, yeah. they help each other in different ways. No, oh, yeah. My, um, Kale, like definitely, um, my slider, uh, it's, I think, hopefully when I come back, um, I think that'll, that'll be a pitch that that's going to turn some heads, I think, because I'm getting a lot of movement, especially from the new 42 foot, um, oh, yeah. distance. Um, I think you'll, you'll be pretty surprised with that. Um, I'm not sure how I'm going to be able to do with risers just because that's going to require me to get really low and put a lot of pressure on my injured leg. So that's yeah. going to be a little harder for me, but um, I have a different, uh, some other pitches that I'm going to try to work in. So, and also for yeah. the listeners of this podcast, um, my plan is to come to um, make my appearance on the mound um, against the two cans in the third series of the year. And That's I cool. also will say that I did play in the second series against the Skyliners. Um, very minimally, I played games two and three. Um, I was, I hit in the lineup. I basically hit and didn't really run. So I'll let you guys kind of see what happens from there. But um, I'm really excited. And Kale, man, this has been awesome. Um, great, yeah, this is great just, talking. I was just going to say one, one more thing before I hop off. Um, if you, I don't know if you guys saw on the Insta, but I'm also, I also run uh, customized wiffle ball bats. And oh, yeah. And NWL for the season. And, uh, yeah, so you'll be seeing those on video. Uh, if you guys, If you guys think they look cool or – you guys want to order some yourself, customized? Just feel free to hit me up on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, completely customizable. So yeah. Yeah, dude. I I will say when I did hit, um, when I came back to hit against in the second series of the year against the Skyliners, um, I used the bat that you made. Let's go. So you guys will y'all see what happens. I really I really liked the uh, knuckleballs bat. That was dude, that, so that, that, good. That was my favorite one. That one was clean. Yeah, all the guys like it. Um. And then um, they also there's this bat that Andrew has that has the MLW guy signatures on that it's to be used in the game. <laughs> oh my god! It's so funny. It's like juice <laughs> too. Yeah, no, I have a bat. I'm looking at it right now. It's on my shelf. I got it signed by like everyone at Slugfest. There's got to be like 20 signatures on it. Nice, dude. Yeah, <laughs> I should sell that, dude. How much do you think I could get for that? <laughs> dude, I mean, you could probably. I don't know. Maybe like. 30, 40, 50 bucks? I mean... I know, man. I don't know, man. There's a lot of names on there. Yeah. Well, uh, we're running up on our 30-minute max on this whatever thing. Um, oh, yeah. Because... Oh, yeah. Okay. It's giving me the one-minute warning, but... Um, Kale, man, thank you so much for coming on here. Uh, this is a great yeah. episode. Um, I think I'm, I'm super excited for what we got going on with On The Rise Wiffle Ball. Um, definitely... Yeah, I- Stay yeah. tuned for the Instagram, and I think we might make a YouTube channel, or we might just distribute it through like NWL, um, and then um, your your YouTube channel too, Kale. Um, yeah, yeah. So we'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah. Yep. All right. All right. Well, it was nice talking to you, man. Yeah, nice talking to you guys. Um, thank you for tuning in to the Plays at Home podcast. It's the official podcast, of the NWL Wiffle Ball League. And until next time, peace. <laughs>